The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. Hi, this is Melvin. I'm a wizard. And I cast spells. Colvic Darkseed. I am a half-orc cleric, and I have devoted my life to the goddess Hyaea. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. I'm a rogue. And pretty cool guy. just heard a weird scraping sound that the DM just described. We're wrestling. Make a wrestling check. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna ask this like, what are you doing? More like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) It just kind of fucking freaks me out there. (laughs) So we can guess as well from where, I mean, we probably don't know anything still. Uh, yeah, only Roscoe knows this. Uh, Melvin knows only Bush. Is there even are there other numbers on this dice? What do you want? To know what you want? You seem like the sort that appreciates profit. Here's what we're looking to do. There's a whole... We don't even know. City, maybe? Of these awakened objects that are just there for the taking. You want to save them. Mm-hmm. Roscoe wants to sell them, and I want to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a middle ground? <laughs> they are abominations. That's what I'm saying. Um, before we tell you, maybe you would tell us how you planned on getting there. They said, "Well, we've been following you guys, and we thought you had a, a stick or something like that." And then all of a sudden, there's just a table, kind of just at the edge of the firelight. I know I'm going to act like this is the first inanimate object I've ever seen in my life. What the? Is this a talking table right now? Danica, it is now Danica's turn. Seeing that, what Danica is going to do is... Let me do the thing that I'm trying to find in the fucking sheet. Do we get to reroll for initiative because this is new combat? I'm just going to use the old numbers because I'm lazy. Okay, fine. I'm sure I would have rolled better, though. (laughs) Oh, I'm totally sure you would have rolled a higher number. Seems like you would. Seems like something I'd do. Kolvik, what I'm going to have you do... Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do Kolvik and Melvin. I'm going to have each of you guys just roll a d20 for me. Twelve. Nine. All right. So Kolvik, with the lower number, you are the one that is going to be the subject of this attack. Question real quick, though. Uh-huh. Why am I at the very bottom of round two? 
then Roscoe is going to be ahead of me again. Yeah. So what happened there is Roscoe surprised everybody oh, in that so first round of combat. Then. So the way th- the way that they used to do this in like some older versions of D and D, I think, is that uh, you would do they'd call it a surprise round. It would be like a special extra round of combat that would happen at the beginning, and only people that weren't surprised would act in it. Okay. I think mechanically, what they've done with this version of D and D is really cool. Everybody rolls initiative. You all go in the order, the actual order that you're going to go in. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, call it attribute of surprised for the first round. Uh, or status effect is really the way that we put it. So you were surprised in the first round, so you didn't get to go. Right. So now we're in the second round. You're no longer surprised. And when it gets down to your turn, you'll be able to go. Okay, so Rothko's going to be able to get one extra turn above us. Yes. Okay. Uh, what happens with this attack? Uh, so the thing that is happening to you is Danica looks over at you and uh, tries to charm you. Ooh. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. How you doing, girl? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? This is Danica's the southern vampire? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kovic, I'm gonna need you to come on over here. All right, for I'll my... make you some sweet tea. <laughs> I do love Colonel Angus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that bit. That's a, who is it? Fucking Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler and uh, uh, Christopher Walken. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. God, that bit. Oh, so Colonel good. Angus is coming. Hi, Colonel Angus. <laughs> he doesn't come south very often, but when he does, I got ten. 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 Excellent. So you are now charmed by this vampire. Well, that's not something I roll on, right? I'll just have to use my saving throw. I apologize. I Oops. don't remember how saving throws work for a sec. Oh, so did you... I didn't roll. I just looked at it. So it'd be the plus 10 for the saving throw. Is that right? Let me look at your character sheet real quick okay. here. Doot, doot, doot. Holy fucking balls, dude. Yeah, I mean, wisdom's my main attribute. How do you have a 10 for a saving throw. That's insane. That's including proficiency. So it was six. And then. Do you have a six? That's a great question. Maybe I was cheating. I don't know. I mean, the sheet calculates it for you. You shouldn't have the ability to cheat on that. <laughs> I don't think I would either. Wow. You have a fucking plus 10. Wow. To wisdom okay, saving so it'd be throws. be a roll and then uh, the 10 on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. And let me, I'm going to click it once in the chat here and just see. All right. Yeah. It's a fucking plus 10. Colvick, what you are going to do for me is a wisdom saving throw. Okay. It was a 15. So you rolled a 5 and you added your plus 10? Mm-hmm. Good fucking God, man. I cannot believe you've got a 10 for wisdom saving throws. That is insane. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> being, it's not enough. For being so wise, I'm so dumb. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you uh, needed a 17, and so you failed that saving throw. Still a charm. Uh, you, sir, are charmed by this vampire. And just so you know and can roleplay accordingly, the charmed target regards the vampire as a trusted friend to be heeded and protected. Although the target isn't under the vampire's control, it takes the vampire's requests or actions in the most favorable way it can. And it is a willing target for the vampire's bite attack. 
Each time the vampire or the vampire's companions do anything harmful to the target, it can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on itself and on a success. Otherwise, the effect lasts 24 hours or until the vampire is destroyed, is on a different plane of existence than the target, or takes a bonus action to end the effect. Alright. So you are charmed by Danica, but Avina is, um, like, in that vampire's party, so you would view hostile actions towards either of them as bad, etc. But it doesn't necessarily mean I want to hurt my own party, correct? No, you would still view your own friends as your own So friends. everyone on the battlefield is my friend right now. Uh-huh. You're like, why is everybody fighting? Man, I don't this care is really what's cool, guys. On. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, do, 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 and is then... Then Danica's going to rush to Avina's side and make an unarmed strike against Roscoe. That is going to be a 24. More than enough. That is going to be a total of 11 bludgeoning damage as Danica punches you really, really hard. And then Roscoe, it's over to your turn. I'm going to assassinate the shit out of the do I get that a turn lady ever? vampire again? Uh, yeah. So the first round we did was the surprise round. Oh, okay. You're going to be next. Gotcha. Yeah, I was surprised about that too. Yeah, sorry. That's a, It's a really weird mechanic, but it's like mechanically is really cool that it works as well as it does. I'm sorry, Roscoe. You said you are assassinating the nearest one, the one that has not yet taken a turn. Uh, yes. So I rolled a 22. So that becomes a critical... Uh, and you do not have a sneak attack at this point because you have nothing that'll give you one, right? Right. Okay. Alrighty. So your roll then there is... Wow. Double fours. The best you can roll on a d4. <laughs> I hate d4s. Uh, so we're going to double that and say that is then 8 plus 5, so that'll be a total of 13 damage. I think I might have sneak attack. Oh, wait, and I'm sorry, 8... So it's 8 doubled is 16, so that actually be 21. So you're starting with 21. You, you said you might have a sneak attack? Yes. Let me How do it. you have sneak attack? I have advantage on the attack roll due to this being an assassination. Indeed you do, rules lawyer. So give me a, give me a big fat fucking bunch of uh, crazy critical damage. Oh man, that was a good one. That one was 25. Oh shit. Also 25. Yep. Did you roll fucking 25 twice in a row? Yeah. Wow. All right. So wow. that would then be... Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, so that is 71 damage uh, on your turn. Sweet mother of all... I think all that's a new record. Unholy. That's that, yeah, that's a VGAT record for sure. So, Maybe not in like total damage. I think some of your area of effect things have done more in total. Yeah. But to a single creature getting fucking... Dagger blasted. Glad we're just using this tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so that is more than enough damage between those two things to fucking insta kill. Um, wow. Avina here, which was a very dangerous and tough target had you not had these crazy overpowered abilities. Man, I don't know what I'm gonna have to start throwing at you guys to make you combat a fucking challenge. Wow, it's but... useful only at the beginning of the fight. Like, no, I can't use it on this other one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so what's actually going to happen here is that... Um, do, 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 <laughs> the, what's the table and stick doing? 
Oh, no. Oh, look at this murderous fuck. Why are they attacking his friends? People have a funny way of negotiating. All right, so as the second dagger sinks in to Avina, you see that her form instantly transforms into a mist and, like, disperses out in front of you along the ground and starts, like, sort of moving its way towards the edge, towards the wall. In other words, it has turned into mist, if I did not make that clear enough. Okay. So, yeah, I... That's really all there is to say about that. <laughs> the vampire turns into mist as the second dagger sinks in. Um, and poof, you have eliminated Avina from combat. I specifically do not say killed for a reason. Uh, but then it goes on over to uh, Melvin's turn. Well, I'm sorry, unless you, because you, that was your main hand attack. Did you want to take a, a offhand attack or do anything else on your turn? I'm going to look at Danik and I'll say, we cool? <laughs> Wait, is it my turn or? Uh, no, sorry. I <laughs> forgot. To, I, I prematurely ended Roscoe's turn. Uh, you look, So you look over at <laughs> fucking Danica and say, are we cool? So you're going to start and finish this before yeah. we get a chance to do anything? Because <laughs> semi-participants in combat, um, she does not react favorably to that. She kind of gives you a, a, like a cheesy vampire open mouth claws out hiss at you sort of thing uh, and you get the strong impression that we not cool okay and now it is melvin's turn uh so you see that avina has turned into a uh, a pool of mist that is starting to drift its way towards uh, say the stairs to the west and danica looks very irritated with roscoe um i want to cast fireball in to the middle. I want to be able to catch that mist and Danica if possible. Okay. And I'm going to cast this. Well, what do I got here? I'm going to cast that as a level six spell. Hot damn. Wow. That was that was quite the roll there. Oof. Great accuracy. Need to get you some higher higher walls on that thing. It was originally a 16. Cool. I'll, <laughs> take, I'll take that. Although, why are you rolling? Actually, they roll because it's a saving throw. There you go. All right, so they need to make a DC 12 strength save, which would have the damage if they make it. Uh, and if they fail, that's going to be a grand total of 46 damage. That is a good shot. I just need to take a look real quick to see what happens if the... Huh, is immune to all non-magical damage, but ha is able to take damage. You know, it's not real clear what happens to a vampire that was reduced to zero hit points and then turned into mist. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take some liberties with the lore here and just say that if you cast a 46 damage fireball at a big cloud of mist, uh, you evaporate it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no such thing as a uh... Uh, Avina anymore. <laughs> oh. Hey, rem remember when Avina was here? <laughs> I liked her. And, uh, all right. And then Danica is going to take the saving throw here. 
Uh, and that is a grand success on that saving throw of like a 23. And so we'll take half the damage. Half of 46 is 23. Danica has taken that damage. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Um, where am I? Um, is Danica facing Roscoe at yes. this point? Uh, so I'm just going to move to be like directly behind her, but still stay away at a melee range. Okay. Alrighty then, over to Kolvik. And Danica. Did you did you do like a dramatic? Like Dukes of Hazard leap over Jacques the table. Yeah, I, I, I did like the like Dukes of Hazard ass slide over the table. Kind of on your hip. <laughs> I have no idea where his face is, but <laughs> for all you know, you just like ass slid over his whole face or his butthole. <laughs> Do tables have buttholes or genitalia? Who knows what he's got. I guess I don't really know. Depends on how he was carved. <laughs> Table Talia. <laughs> is Danica the one that had me under her control? Uh, yes, so right. that is a great reminder that you are still charmed by Danica. You have no idea why everybody's fighting. No clue at all. And I'm actually freaking out because there are people hurt on the field and I have no clue what is going on. So I'm going to do a mass cure wounds towards Roscoe and Danica because both of them are hurt. And I need to do my job and help my friends. And so I'm going to go right. ahead and do that for... <laughs> Excellent role play, by the way. Yep. A natural 20 on wow. that. And I'm going to heal both of them for 15. All right, man. 15 points of sweet, sweet healing. Roscoe, take your hit points, and I will add them over to... And then nonchalantly, I'm just going to go walk over by the fire and chill over there because everyone's cool with each other. Does it cure wounds? Does that have any weird effects on undead things like vampires? Uh, no, it does not. Okay. It'd be cool if it did, but... It really would. Be cooler. Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, it does, right? It does there, but... Final Fantasy. I always thought that was an awesome thing. Curing... Throw Phoenix Downs at zombies and Mm -hmm. they die. They just die instantaneously. But yep, I'm just gonna sit down and talk with Henry and the... I'm like, you guys really broke character there. We had it going and you guys... Really screwed it up. Thanks, guys. <laughs> God. All right. It is the beginning of the round again. Danica had the highest roll. Danica's turn has come again. Danica is going to do some stuff. If I can find the stuff that it's going to do. Why can't I fucking find the thing? Uh, all right. The first thing Danica is going to do is going to make a decision about should I stay or should I go now? Uh, man, that's a three, so she's dumb enough to stay. <laughs> Can't wait to turn her into steam. <laughs> <laughs> and is going to make a bite attack at Roscoe. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. That bite is going to be a 19. It should hit you. Yes, it does. We might have to kill Roscoe. (laughs) (laughs) Henry. (laughs) What do you do? Oh, no. I don't want to go there. I can feel his heart. (laughs) Wow. Wait, what'd you say? I can feel his heart. (laughs) So, Roscoe, you are going to take a total of 18 damage 
And here's the crazy part. You're going to have to track this. Your hit point maximum has been reduced by 11. Because that's the necrotic damage that you took on this, on this bite attack. Alright. And I took 18 damage? 18 total. And just remember that your maximum is temporarily reduced by 11. So I lose 18 from my new maximum? Or from my original maximum? From where you were, you lose 18. Because you, oh, you were healed all the way back up. Yep. Yeah, so from that number, you take 18 damage, and then just whenever you heal, if you're healed again in this combat, just remember you can only get up to, what, your 91 was your max? Yeah. Uh, so you'll only be able to get a back up to 80 right now. Only 80 hit points. God. Oh. And that effect only lasts until you finish a long rest. However, if Danica is able to drain your ass dry, and then you get buried in the ground, you would rise the following night as a vampire. I think I would doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say so. that my max was 92. I say, who That's said we'd bury him, though? Well, we'll see how effective Danica is in combat We're here. pretty good at shoving things out of there the thing's buttholes, oh. so. <laughs> Come. Well, bury him upside down and piss on his grave. <laughs> I mean, if you full cornholed somebody into somebody else, would that count as burial? <laughs> See, that's when the Ace Ventura trick would happen, coming out of there as a vampire. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how you would be reborn as a vampire. Gross. All right, Roscoe, it's going to be back over to you. Uh, well, shit. <laughs> how far away is Kolvik from everything? Uh, Kolvik is currently 10 feet from you. Uh, 10 feet to the east of you, I should say. And Danica is immediately to the south of you. Alright, so I'm just going to attack Danica with both of my daggers. Alright. Wrong screen. Alright, so a 16 and a 19. Those are both hits. So, 7 and 7, 14. Oh my god, it's so weird seeing you only doing 14 damage. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Alright, total of 14 damage to Danica. Uh, Did you want to move or do anything else on your turn? Um... No, I'm good. All right. Over to Melvin. Um, I'm going to cast Lightning Bolt. Danica. Do it. That's what Jacques just said. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Let's cast that as a level three spell. Hot diggity damn. That looks like that'll be 23 damage on a failed save. So let's see what she does. What is her dexterity? Her vampiric dexterity. It's pretty fucking good. It's a plus four. Oh my god, she rolled a seven, so that's an eleven. So she fails the save. Um, however, uh, do, do, do. she's going to choose to succeed on that save. She's going to choose? She's going to choose to do that. Well, I choose that she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I choose. choose, choose. <laughs> Uh, that is just an ability that she has. Um, I will... Oh, fuck it. There's no reason in being secretive about it. They can do that three times per day. They can choose to succeed on a failed saving throw. Can I use uh, any luck points to reroll this? Uh, no, because you're decent... Oh, wait a second. What are we doing, man? This is fucked up, because your save isn't 12. My save's like 19. Yeah. I don't know why the fucking... Why the... Or 17. My save is 17. That happened last time, too. We had, to. Uh... Talk about that. Yeah, so we got to keep that in mind for the future, that your your save is actually 17. 
She's still failed, and she's still going to choose to succeed, but there's nothing you can do with luck points or anything else to, like, influence that. Um, uh, I suppose you could use the bracer and go back in time and recast the spell and make her re-roll, but she t- could still just choose to save. I mean, but that does not... My understanding is that's not how it works. I could probably go back and tell myself that she's going to do that. Right, I can't. It doesn't replay time, right? I just send myself back in time six seconds. Yeah. So you basically what it does is that, like that bracer lets you redo your turn. Right. So if you wanted to take a different action, it wouldn't affect the fact that she can choose to save um, on things, but you could choose to cast a different spell or you could take a different action if you think something else would be more effective. Although I think most of your shit is saving throws anyway. Right. Well, let me ask you, like when. Is it, when I use the bracer, how can I use that? Does that count as a whole action or as a reaction? Man, we were really bad about defining these things. Um, actually, a reaction makes the most sense, but I'm going to call it... Let's just set it in stone right now and say that using the bracer is a bonus action. And we're going to say that it consumes your bonus action one way or the other, so you can redo an action. Gotcha but not redo the bonus action. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just loop this shit forever. <laughs> I wish for more bracers. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said... Yeah, how that item works. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's just what she can do. There's nothing I can really change that, I guess. So uh, I'm just going to just take it on the tailpipe and accept what happens. Okay. So, half of 23 rounded down is going to be 11 damage. She's not bloodied. Uh, anything else on your turn, then? Uh, nope. I'm good. Kolvik, it is over to you. You are still charmed. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and tap my head, and once again, damn it, everyone's hurt again for some reason. I'm just going to go ahead and do the same thing I did before with Roscoe and Danica. Do some cure wounds. Math cure wounds, and it's going to be eight for both of you. Roscoe, take your hit points back. I'll add them for Danica. And I'm just going to kind of stay where I'm at because no one on the field is bothering me. I'm going to keep talking to my table and my <laughs> stick. <laughs> All right. So that ends that round of combat. It goes back to Danica. Danica's going to take a look around here, and I'm actually going to give her advantage on a being smart roll. Uh, she is smarter this time. She looks around. She sizes up her odds. She sees that her odds are not great, especially with her friend gone and evaporated. Uh, so what Danica is going to do is, is going to run away, is not going to take the disengage action. So the first thing that will resolve is Roscoe, you'll get an attack of opportunity against her. Uh, and I'm sorry, you have the opportunity for an attack of opportunity with your reaction. You don't have to choose to take it. Yeah, I don't see any point, really. All right, let me measure out some distances real quick. You're not going to try to attack? No. Probably should. Why? Because, like, if she doesn't die and you've been bitten, then probably bad things are going to happen. Really? And Roscoe's and Kovic's still charmed, so... Oh, no, that's... Sorry, I'll just clarify that for you guys right off the bat. That's uh, She would have to, like, drain him down to zero hit points 
Yeah, like I, just the bite itself won't turn him into a vampire. Oh, gotcha. It's, it, there's like a whole fucking thing that's got to happen. Okay. But Kulvik's still going to be charmed for like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Unless this vampire's dead. I can attack her, but... Uh, try. To, can you grapple her? I don't actually know. Does that work that way? That makes sense that it would, but I'm just going to double check real quick. The attack of opportunity... I mean, it's the attack action... And you can substitute the attack action for a grapple, so... Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't do that if you wanted to. Rules, lawyer. I mean, yeah, I suppose I'll grapple. I could sneak attack, but that's not going to be enough to kill her, and she's still going to run away. Uh, because I do have advantage, correct? Um, An attack of opportunity? No? No? Why would you have, oppor- uh, why would you have advantage right now? But she has her back turned to me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making shit up. No, you would not have advantage right now, so. Yeah, I'll just try grappling her, I guess. All right. You go ahead and do that. She's going to resist with her dexterity. Oh, man, that sucks. For who? 11. <laughs> uh, 11 to her 7. Uh, so you successfully grapple her, which changes what she's going to do on her turn. Um, so she's not able to run. Um, I'm going to say that that like that takes away all of her movement for her turn, but she is going to turn into mist, just like her friend did, except she's doing it voluntarily. Um, so you fucking grab onto her, tackle her to the ground, you're holding her, and then all of a sudden you're holding just like mist. And oh, get it off! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can feel that she's going to try to start escaping now. Um. And let's, actually, let's do it this way. We're going to say that you moved into the square she was in, and she managed to, like, squeeze out to the square next to that. Uh, So then it is now Roscoe's turn, having used up all of her turn. I didn't use my turn grappling. No, you just used your reaction to do the grapple. I never thought about that before. That is weird, but yeah, totally makes sense. Hello there, VGAD fans. How's life for you? I gotta tell you, it has been a busy week for me. There's all this stupid stuff that happens outside of the podcast, and it's like, hey, don't you people know I have a podcast to run here? What the hell? We find a way to get the episodes out there to you, though. We always find a way. I am currently working on some big, fun stuff to throw at our favorite assholes, so I'm gonna keep the break short today. I do want to toss one quick shout-out to a website called themonstersknow.com. I think you all get by now that I am a terrible DM, especially when it comes to creating challenging combat encounters. This little blog that Keith has been creating since 2016 is a fantastic way to become a better DM by thinking like the monsters think, or learning how to do it anyway. I love reading it, but I always forget to search it up front for upcoming encounters because I'm dumb. Uh, so you guys shouldn't be dumb, and, uh, maybe you should check out that blog. You know, or not. Whatever you want to do. Anyway, friends, that's all I've got for today. Let's get ourselves back into some vampire trouncing. I'm just gonna use my turn to move away. 
I don't think I can do any. <laughs> gross, 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 gross. <laughs> <laughs> get away, get away, get away. Uh, and she, you would, I guess, technically in, incur an opportunity for an attack of opportunity, but as missed, she doesn't have a way of attacking you, so. <laughs> she can just continue to be gross. Made you moist. <laughs> <laughs> I will moisten you again. <laughs> I shall moisten you a second time. That's a line. <laughs> All right, so Melvin, it's going to go back over to you then. Well, I think uh, the fireball worked pretty good last time, so <laughs> time to cast fireball again, and that's what I'll do. All right, so that'll be. Th- 32 fire damage if she fails. I'm not even sure why I'm rolling because she's going to use her last. This is her number three. Uh, She is choosing to succeed. So you only do 16 damage, which is not enough to fully evaporate her. Uh, It does get her to the bloodied territory, though. All right, now I'll take advantage of my bracer. Uh, If you take advantage of your bracer, it will undo the damage. That's fine. Okay. I will recast Fireball at a higher level. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear the whisper in your mind, step on the gas. <laughs> and, uh, we'll try that at a fifth level. See what happens here. Uh, so that would now end up being a 42, uh, which she'll have down to 21. So it's still not enough to kill her. That was a good thought, though. Yeah, good like use that. of the good use of the item. Uh, did you want to do anything else on your turn? Uh, the fuck can I do with mist? <laughs> Got all this mist. Can I move the lever? Move the lever again. What if I move the lever while I turn the dial? Uh, I'm I'm gonna chase mist jokes. Come on, who didn't play that CD drive or CD back in the nineties? I'm just going to I'm gonna chase after the mist. So I'm gonna. Okay. <laughs> I'll get you. <laughs> Pretty much. You gonna shake your cane at it too? Yeah. Or... That's exactly what I'm gonna do. <laughs> if only you had a newspaper and you were trying to like fan it, <laughs> <laughs> break it apart. So does this mist like? Can it fly? Is it just sinking to the ground, or it's it's like sort of hovering across the ground? Like, uh... all right. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna try to get in the middle of this mist <laughs> somehow. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll just say that you're right next to it rather than having the two ob- uh, things in the same square on the map. But yeah, you're like standing in Danica right now. <laughs> She's moistening your boots. Uh, and then it's over to Kolvik, uh, who remains charmed. Mm-hmm. Well, Roscoe is still the only one injured on the field does, that I can see now. Does Kolvik recognize the mist as a friend? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would assume that Kolvik could see that that's her, so. Friendly I'm actually currently uninjured. You are uninjured? Mm-hmm. Everyone on the field is cool right now. That I can see. I mean, Danica is missed, but I don't know what to do with mist. Yeah. And is she, I mean, she is injured, but I think as a mist form, you probably wouldn't know what, mm-hmm. you know, like what's happening there. So yeah, you probably wouldn't try and heal that. I'm just okay. guessing, but. Yeah. I will make a hilarious joke to my inanimate friends over in the corner. <laughs> It's a success. (laughs) (laughs) Roll for humor. (laughs) 16. I mean, technically it would be a performance roll, so you'd maybe even get a bonus. But yeah, your joke is... I don't know, you can tell a wood joke or something. I don't know. (laughs) 
I have no wood jokes on the top of my head. It was hilarious. Termites, am I right? (laughs) 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 What's the deal deal with Emerald Ash Bar? (laughs) A blind man walks into a bar and a table and a door. But I'm this. No I more. get it because he cannot see. <laughs> I have a sound effect for that. It, it's because his eyes don't work. <laughs> <laughs> what a fool. Uh, Danica, as a mist form, has moved 40 feet uh, by taking the dash action, is only capable of moving about 20, so has made it over to the stairs and slithered up them. Quickly as she can. Oh, excuse me as quickly as she can and then Roscoe it's back over to your turn oh I am throwing a bottle of cleaning fluid at the mist okay and that's all I'm doing okay give me an attack roll okay uh, add your dexterity to it um, 29 good lord That yeah you smash it right right on like the steps where the mist is and all the rest of it so there's like some, I don't know, alcohol vapors mixed in with the mist now. Is that all you want to do for your turn? Yep. Aight. And we return back over to Monsieur Melvin. Um, I feel like Roscoe kind of set me up, so I'm going to cast Fireball again. <laughs> at the mist. And I'll cast that at a level 5. All right, uh, so she is out of choosing to succeed saving throws at this point, so she can't just automatically make it. I screwed up, actually. My dexterity was uh, 24 on that roll. Whatever. Same same deal. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you got more than enough to hit the spot You're you wanted to. five inches to the left of where you were before. <laughs> Uh, so here's what I'm gonna do. So if she fails the save, that looks like that's a total of 38 damage just from the fireball. She definitely fails that save. Uh, so she's gonna take the 38. And then Roscoe, what I'm gonna have you do, since you threw that uh, uh, fucking potion, and just because we never roll them otherwise, I'm gonna have you roll a d12 and we'll add that to the, that's the, the fuel of the flames adding to the fiery burn. Oh, three. Oh my god, she has 42 hit points, so she's down to one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything else on your turn? Yeah, I want to... um, So she went up the stairs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where's... Can I tell where she's likely trying to go? Uh, She's trying to get out of here, so she's trying to get up to that upper upper level and like slither out over the side of the wall. Okay. And I'm going to tell you guys right up front, that's basically her next turn. If she gets over the wall and out, there's no way you can track her, like, in the night in a grassy field. So I'm going to Misty Step up to the top of those stairs as a bonus action. Okay. Let me think. Let me think here. No irony there. Misty Step. Yeah. That bracer only works how many times? You know, we've never established that, but that's fucking overpowered as hell. Um, but, because I hate to do... Like, I don't want to fuck you over in the middle of a turn with a rule you didn't know before. So we're also going to establish that the Bracer works twice per per long rest. So you can do it again if you want to, because I'm <laughs> way too nice. Um, I'm a, 
I don't know if this is going to work, but <laughs> you want to just try and redo the damage, basically? Is that what you're thinking? Well, that's one option. The other option I was thinking is roll a portable hole open at the top of those stairs so she can't use... I'm, I don't know if, like, she can fly as mist or she has to hover above the ground. So if I roll open a portable hole, I'm wondering if she just has to, like, float into the hole. I'm going to tell you that she would probably just float over that. She can't, like, fly, like, way up into the air. Okay. But just going over a six-foot hole, like, as mist, she'd be able to do that. Okay, all right. Well, that's, uh... Then I'll re-roll damage. Fucking why not? <laughs> uh, so both of so she gets she does get to redo the save, um, but go ahead and re-roll the damage, both of you guys. Uh, she still failed the save uh, with a 16 this time, so she got closer. But <laughs> one, so you got to get up to. I did worse. <laughs> <laughs> so you're at 36. So Roscoe, you need to roll a six or higher. I rolled a six. Yeah, you did. <laughs> All right, man, that fireball sails over onto the stairs. It ignites the uh, cleaning fluid that had spilled out and sloshed around the steps and intermingled with Danica's form. You hear a shriek and a cry as this mist is completely evaporated by the fireball and the ensuing flames. And Danica is also no more. You have exited combat. Ooh. We sure murdered those vampires. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we do that again? So just, what? Like, we we have lied to them. Uh, I don't even fully remember all my reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all a blur, man. I, just, so I blacked out. and <laughs> At this point, what, what's it like coming out of Charmed? Um, yeah, and she is destroyed, so... Basically, what happens is um, you would resume your old opinion of this creature, uh -huh. but like you have knowledge of everything that happened in between, including you have knowledge of the fact that you were charmed. Oh. So Damn. I'd imagine you're a little irritated. She was one sexy vampire, but I'm glad she's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had caught us in a lie and uh, weren't going they to be. They didn't, they didn't <laughs> seem to care about that so much they're actually well, they seemed more happy that we had more of these inanimate objects that they could sell i saw an opportunity and i took it <laughs> <laughs> once we got to where all these inanimate objects are uh kolvik wasn't gonna let us sell a, these things into slavery you don't, I don't have think... a, you don't have a good reason you have no good reason why you do what you do <laughs> <laughs> Here I go killing again. Do you have a good reason for me not to do what I have? You don't have a bad reason, but eh. I could make up reasons. I mean, they are vampires, so there's probably a good chance they're bad, but I can't think of a good reason to kill them yet. I think we're going to have to kill them anyway, regardless. <laughs> well, like, okay, man. Well,. <laughs> It helps me sleep at night. I have no code of ethics. I'll kill anyone, anywhere. Children, animals, old people, it doesn't matter. I just love killing. <laughs> just love killing. <laughs> you have exited combat. You are free to move about the cabin. You have Jacques and Henry there, who are 
still somewhat honestly flabbergasted. I mean, that whole thing was what three, four, five rounds of combat, so tops thirty seconds, and they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm just like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> So I guess at this point, really what it would come down to, because Kolvik, you'd probably be like kind of dazed for a second after this at least. Yeah. Uh, so I think all eyes turn to um, Roscoe and just like, <laughs> it was just kind of like, uh... Vampires, guys. They wanted to sell you. You can just be like, fucking vampires, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, you probably could just <laughs> go with that, yeah. Uh, so uh, um, I think they just buy that. I think they. Uh, I think that Henry is probably too stupid to argue, or too average to argue, I should say. And you and you guys have become like a trusted friend, so he's just going on your word about this. And I think that Jacques is old enough, has been around long enough, and uh, is familiar enough with Perryland and the perils thereof that, uh, like, he understands. Yeah, that's that's probably not the first time somebody's tried to find Perryland and you know, sell these magical implements. So he's like, you have done us a great service today. I thank you very much. You're welcome. Shall we get on our way then? Or we want to hang out? No, let's seems... go to Perryland. Yeah. Yeah, where definitely. These, where are these vamp? Do we have any idea where these vampires came from? Eh, who cares? Let's you go to they, Perryland. You said they were eh. following us. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, so uh, I guess more for the listeners than for you guys or anything like that, but what this came down to let's let's say you guys piece this all together right so over the course of the next few days you guys are traveling with this uh this side table and with this stick and the side table's leading you like you know through the woods and all over the land kind of going in like a south uh easterly direction and uh you know he's not going to give you all the details of the story and everything but explains that like yeah, I mean, like, Perryland's been around for a really long time, and they really do have, like, a, sort of a network of inanimate spies all over the land, uh, and they overhear things. That's how they hear about more people. Um, you guys happen to be in a tavern not terribly long ago on your journey, and we're, uh, you know, Kolvik was over there playing with his stick under the table, and they, uh, they kind of picked up on what was going on there. At the same time, these vampires or some of their spies or network or whatever also overheard the conversation. So both the good and the bad heard about the fact that you guys were headed to Perryland to try and drop off Henry and get him to his, uh, his great reward. And uh, that's how everybody found out about you guys and for better or worse came and found you. So what's, uh, what's there for us in Perryland? Well, so you guys travel for, like I said, a handful of days and, it's not territory that you've ever really been in, but you it's it's like kind of just north of the mountains. Look, uh, how fast is this table walk? That's what I was wondering too. <laughs> he, really he, can, he can keep a comfortable pace. Like does he gallop like a <laughs> when okay. necessary? Oh. I'm imagining it's like those Boston dynamics or whatever they are. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make it take stairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys keep trying to kick it over and it's that run all funny. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's hinged go. I mean, like, why do we? Why are we interested in even going to Perryland at this point? I mean, couldn't we just send Henry along with this table? Like, wh oh, sure. If you guys wanted to just send them along there, Mary, that's fine too. But. Well, I figured there might be some sweet reward or at least adventure that they would need us on. 
I mean, you have no idea. I plan to ask these things if any of them want to be sold. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody anybody for sale here? Anybody anybody? miss hanging out with the wizards? (laughs) Just spitballing here. Uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, these guys are about my intelligence, so maybe I want to be around my own people. I don't know. Okay. I'm just. What, let's say we go back and uh, I sell you to somebody and then I keep the money. Uh, what do you think? Well, it doesn't sound so great. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, the uh, average intelligence. What's his name? Ali, over Henry the Henry the Awakened Stick of Average Intelligence. Of average intelligence reminds me of regular size Rudy off Bob's Burger. It's just average intelligence, regular size Rudy. Yeah. There's people below. There's people above. Average yeah. intelligence. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, so I mean, like, do you do you guys want to escort on this journey? I guess I've already kind of partially described it, but mm-hmm. I mean, I just think it's weird they're okay with us even going to Perryland. I mean, they must know that. There are a lot of jerks out there, so I'm just kind of curious why they're even okay with revealing the location of Perryland to us. So, uh, can, especially considering the whole, you know, conversation that we had with the vampires and <laughs> that Henry was right there for. Yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm still curious, I guess. So I'm I'm still I'm just wondering from the guys what you guys wanted to get out of it. So. What what I will say, just for uh, your edification, is that Jock, who has been, um, or is, let's just rewind time here for a moment and go back to around the campfire before anybody leaves and just say, Jock recognizes that the service that you guys have brought to this point is you brought Henry here, you butchered a couple of vampires and like, you know, incinerated them, um, thereby saving both Henry and Jacques. And uh, you're you're like trusted allies at this point, so that's why you're welcome to know where the location is because you've proven that not only do you believe in the cause of Perryland, but you believe enough that you'd fight for it, or at least that's what it appears to them. Okay, or or just fight for a larger share of the loot. Could be, but they have no way of knowing that right now. All right, onward to Perryland. Any other objections or thoughts? All right. Well, it's. Like I said, it's a long, perilous journey, yada yada, over uh, streams and through woods, and you guys make it to sort of the foot of the southern mountain range uh, that divides the kingdom of coal. Eventually, you walk through this, like, shimmering field, almost. Like, you don't really see it until it's, like, right in front of your eyes, and then you pass through it, and there you stand at these, like, 20-foot-tall, gigantic double doors. Um... They are huge, they are banded iron. And you can see these two like pot-bellied stoves on either side of the doorway, kind of like 10 feet in front of it or so. And as, uh, as you approach, these two big old stoves ap- uh, approach you and they greet Jacques and Jacques greets them in turn. That's different one I thought. For some reason <clears throat> I was thinking of like the old black and white Mickey Mouse cartoons where everything's like Bouncing back up and forth and whistling. Doo, 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 oh doo, yeah, doo, or like doo, the fucking uh, Cuphead or whatever that. Yeah, that exactly. Modern game. That's what I figured walking in is, but no, this is a big scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey. I mean, you guys aren't in Perryland at this point. Like this is mm-hmm. the gates outside, and there's like a there's an, an an illusion in the mountainside that hides this doorway. Mm. Very uh, and Rand. 
Yeah, yeah, right. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Just have to helicopter. All the smartest uh, appliances came here and built their own land. Henry, so the first, Henry shrugged. First thought with the shimmering field was uh, that movie Annihilation with the screaming murder bear. Yeah, the shimmer. Oh god, that movie was so fucking weird. I read the book like two or three years ago on a friend's recommendation, and I was angry at that friend. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Apparently, there's like two more books in the series. I think we have them here somewhere, but I did not bother. Was it, was it like the movie where it was like okay through the most of the book until it got to the end and it got all fucked up? Uh, no, it it pretty much goes fucked up almost full bore right out right out of the gates. It's, I mean, you've got a couple of pages because it takes that long just to describe the scene, but it gets pretty fucked up right away. Okay, but yeah, that, not... authority and acceptance, I think, are the other two that are sitting right there. Screaming bears doesn't have the same effect on the book. Yeah, fucking bear fucked me up. That really well, fucked me up, man. I had a I mean, hard time was, with that. But that was okay, because I was still like, you know, you're still interested in like, what the fuck is going on? Until like the very end, where you're just like, oh, what? aliens, and <laughs> we lose. Yeah. I, yeah, that, I, I mean, that's like the end of the uh, fourth Indiana Jones movie, or the end of so many other things, where it's just like, there's no preparation. There's no like foreshadowing. There's no, I, I mean, I guess you could call all of that foreshadowing in a way. Yeah. But like, yeah, all of a sudden it's just like, <laughs> turns out aliens right. and roll credits. <laughs> that, that's how I felt. And then I got the whole doppelganger and shit like that towards the end. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I agree. I think the bigger, biggest issue is just no foreshadowing or anything like that. Like that was the answer the whole time. Like it's aliens. Like, just a weird alien. Like, there's no other... That's it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, do, do the other books a... expand on it, or...? No. No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I think, the, I think the other books maybe expand a little bit more on, like, what happened or how it happened or whatever, but... Yeah, the first book, very much like the movie, where it's just like, there's a bunch of creepy shit. Oh, it gets creepier. Oh, it gets weirder. Turns out it's from space, and roll credits. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much the book had me then you lost me (laughs) yeah yeah anywho uh so the the two cast iron potbelly stoves are are named barnabas and Haley, and they strut up to jacques strut they strut up to jacques and some pleasantries are exchanged and and henry is welcomed and uh the giant doors have like a little iron door that's towards the bottom that starts opening up a crack and uh and you guys all kind of like start going forward and the two like pot-bellied stoves kind of like stand up at attention uh, as you guys get a little closer uh and Jacques the table you've kind of been able to identify the front end of this table now and it turns around to face you guys and says oh you Berrylander are very grateful for your service but I'm afraid you cannot come inside I don't know how to say this, but we must be very protective of our people and our, of our ways and whatnot, but you've done a great service for us. And each and every one of the awakened that is brought to us is a gift. The citizens of Perryland will be eternally grateful, and, and should you ever find yourself in need, you may call upon us, and we will come to your aid. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you know. And Henry turns around and, like, hops up, uh, like, crawls up the leg of uh, of Jacques and, you know, to get kind of at, like, a higher level to talk to you guys. And he's like, well, gee, thanks, guys. It's been a real hoot. 
I wanted to see this fucking Perry land. Yeah. That's the whole reason we came. <laughs> Little look to Melvin. Anyway, you can turn us into something that looks like a an inanimate can object. You, yeah, can you disguise yourself as an inanimate object? <laughs> can you look? Yeah, but I need a week. <laughs> to make you look like a stove? <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> we could just go outside Perryland and hang out for a week. <laughs> Slowly crafting your disguise as a stove. <laughs> I heard you guys are into stoves in here. I'm a stove. <laughs> just doing stove things. <laughs> I'm a stove. <laughs> I'm a stove. Don't you hate it when people are cooking things on you? God, oh, that's, that's in- annoying. Fucking humans can't even boil water without spilling it everywhere. I feel like you'd be like Bindo going into that robot land. What type of robot wouldn't, wouldn't want to take hot resin into his back? I don't understand. What do you, what do you think, guys? How bad do you guys want to go to Perryland? Because I got some spells here where maybe I could, uh, like, I have, like, modify memory and suggestion. and. Well, here's the thing. As long as one of us can get in... I mean, can we go into the uh, the bag of holding? <laughs> I mean, if you can hold your breath for a while, you sure can. It takes however long it takes to get in. But yes, either way, I would like to get in myself. Are we willing to risk the ire of all of these potentially sentient animate objects around the world? To, if worse comes to worse, I have word of recall. We can zip back to our hometown. The Masturbatorium. The Masturbatorium. Which could be, which could, which still could be filled with all of these inanimate objects. We have no idea what the world is filled with. <laughs> Talking flashlights. Yeah, maybe in the Masturbatorium. <laughs> yeah, oh, gross. Oh God. What if I can never? What do you take... think they talk out of? What do you do? How come we're taking off a pet? They don't, or worse, they don't think that they're flashlights that are like, I don't know, like panhandle holders or something like that. Like hot pets. Like treats. Hey guys, I'm a hot pet. Please don't put it What are you doing with that thing? <laughs> keep doing the thing I don't understand. I, I that mean, if panhandle. that's like. Maybe that's just like your life. You're like, oh, put that hot thing on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the shit right there. Huh? Oh, my purpose. <laughs> you want to sell me to slavery, eh? Yeah, I mean, like, I, the one thing I'm going to throw out here, and I, I thought it was worth looking up the actual quote, is remember this. The people you're trying to step on, we're everyone you depend on. We're the people who do your laundry and cook your food and serve your dinner. We make your bed. We guard you while you sleep. We drive the ambulances. We direct your call. We are the cooks and taxi drivers, and we know everything about you. We process your insurance claims and credit card charges. We control every part of your life. <laughs> I think I'm going to be okay not seeing Perry Land. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> For anybody that didn't uh, recognize that, that's Chuck Palahniuk, by the way, from Fight Club. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine, like, opening the knife drawer, and, like, all the knives are... <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got to ask yourself every time, was that the squeak of the drawer or was that? I'm sharp. <laughs> Wield me. Yeah, for all we know, all of our weapons are <laughs> alive. Yeah, that's a very crazy concept that now entered the world. Neat. Mm-hmm. All right. I think uh, that's the end of that chapter.
episode 62, Roscoe in the Mist, was released on December 16th, 2018. Can you believe we've made this many episodes of Vegan, 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 the Very Good Adventuring Team? <laughs> That's why I will never let one of you fight on my face bare ass. Sorry. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to let you do it. <laughs> that's the reason. Yeah, I don't even want to do 